Welcome back to PM in the AM, a comedy podcast for listeners of all ages. The show that contains the kind of humor to make you laugh out loud no matter where you're listening. Each week we take a deep dive into some of the most hilarious topics found on the internet, including debates, making brackets, finding insane purchasable items and news stories. My name is Porter McNeely. I'm joined as always by the handsome, the elegant, Blake Bushman. I was trying to decide again. I wasn't exactly sure if you were crying or rubbing your eyes away. Do it. It kind of looked like a mix between the two. And if you're just listening to the audio version, you're gonna have no idea what I'm talking about. But in the middle of the wakey wakey, Porter started out by what I'm assuming was waking up and rubbing your eyes. Right? It was actually crying. It was. Oh, wow. That was my best. I mean, you know, I feel like crying isn't usually a. So I had to kind of change it up. So I, I can understand how you thought I was just waking up, but yeah, it's definitely. Crazy. I mean, it would have been way more fitting to be waking up with the yeah. wakey-wakey. But either way, either way, fantastic work as always, Porter. <laughs> to be fair, now that you brought that up, I really wish I would have been smart enough to recognize that and do that. But no, definitely wasn't smart enough. As I was thinking about how I was going to open the show this entire week, and I'm kind of thinking, I wonder if the listeners will agree, I kind of want to kind of switch off on this. I think maybe Blake should have to come up with a creative way to open the show, and we'll see what happens. I, what do you think about that, Blake? I mean, now you're giving me a full week to prepare, so now it's better that, <laughs> had you said this about 10 minutes ago before we pressed record, I would have been shaking in my boots, but uh, hopefully now I can, I can piece something together that'll be all right. Which is funny, because that's like a perfect intro into one of the segments that we're going to be doing today, which is Blake's Situational Awareness, the segment where Blake gives us advice right off the top of his head. It's always crazy. It's always great. But before we get into that, Blake, we want to announce the rest of the show, which after that, we will have the not-so-elementary education segment coming up. That's the one that's like, are you smarter than a fifth grader, which last time proved to it's be It's the most terrifying, the most terrifying segment we do. I, I, I'm very nervous. Yeah, currently I am not sweating. I'm ready to enjoy this first segment. But I know I will be as soon as we start getting into it. But before we do, Blake, I want to just announce, make sure you're following us on Instagram at PM in the AM podcast to stay up to date with all of our show news. Make sure you've reviewed the show on Spotify, Apple Podcasts. Make sure you subscribed on YouTube. We really appreciate that. And that helps the show grow. And also, we do need to announce we had a bracket finish up this last week. And that was the bracket of most useless things, Blake. Male nipples won. And I want to get your opinion. What do you think about that? I mean, it's hard to argue with with it. it. It was the number one overall pick for a reason. They genuinely serve no purpose. And I think there was a lot of uh, moms out there that have had kids that really wish that male nipples served a purpose so that their husbands could have taken a load off of them. So it was, it was probably a lot of that that went into it. But I can't argue with it. I mean, they have their reasons and they, they are valid. So, Like, I want to say... Is it seahorses where the dad, like, it switches somehow and the father becomes, like, in charge of all that kind of stuff? Uh, is that, pretty, is that a real thing? I'm pretty sure seahorse, like, male seahorses are the ones that get pregnant and everything else. And I'm pretty sure we've had this discussion before that I'm almost certain that it was just a really stubborn scientist that it's actually just female seahorses, but they decided to be like, ah, oh, well... Yeah, we call this one male for forever. We can't change it now. So they just kept it. And But yeah, technically speaking, I guess, according to whatever dumb scientist was in charge of it, the male seahorse is the one that gets pregnant. So their nipples may not be so useless. 
I don't actually know if they have nipples, though. <laughs> That's what I was just going to say. I was like, well, maybe we should have specified human male nipples because it sounds yeah, like seahorses yeah. have got to do a lot of work. So <laughs> uh, shout out to everybody that voted alongside our polls over on Instagram, uh, voted on our stories. We've got another bracket of the worst terms of endearment that's going to go live we'll announce the winner of that one next week but yeah blake so we're gonna get right into the show today we've got situational awareness and this one is sent in from a listener so thanks for sending this in oh also we did make a new google form document where you guys can send in questions purchasable items basically anything that you find that you want us to discuss just head over to the link in our instagram bio the link tree it's the top option there and you can anonymously send in whatever you want to send in to us. So we're really excited about that. And yeah, uh, we are try- we're working on getting a website or something a little more official up. It is a little bit outside of the realm of Porter and I's expertise. So it's a work in progress. No promises on when that will be. So for now, go to the Google form. It can be anonymous. You can put your name on it, whatever you want. And we'll share it on the show. Absolutely. So this one comes in on Instagram, which you can do as well. And so Blake, this listener wants to know, I want Blake's best negotiating skills that don't involve murder or stealing. It can be to get a better price or something like bartering because I am taking an extended vacation from work. I need both of these skills for my travels next month. Okay. I, I mean, I'm, I'm happy to help. Here's the issue. I have a couple things before I get into it. First thing. Why was their first assumption that my advice was going to be murder or stealing? I thought that was kind of fitting after last week you were like, I could totally get away with murder. And I was like, Blake, maybe that's just not something that you should even say. Maybe yeah, even if okay. you, you think it, just keep that one to yourself. Maybe that maybe that was fresh on their minds. And I did tell you to steal from the mailman. Okay. <laughs> so <laughs> I love how you answered your own question there. Yeah, I, I had to work I had to work my way through it. I was a little offended at first, but it's all right. Here's my thing, and I don't think this person is going to be extraordinarily happy with me. I avoid confrontation at all costs. I cannot do it. You bring me the wrong meal at a restaurant, I won't say a single thing. It could be my least favorite thing in the world. I just won't eat it. I won't say they'll walk by and be like, hey, is everybody enjoying their food? And I'll just give them the biggest smile and say it's delicious because I can't do it. I don't do confrontation. And so when it comes down to bartering things, I am the worst. And it also came into when I was working at a furniture store, people would come in and try to argue our prices down. And we're, you know, it's a a furniture store. Technically, it was clearance. And so there was a little bit more wiggle room. But even then, you don't walk into Walmart and start bartering. So it drove me crazy. And so I couldn't stand when people walked in there and started bartering. Now, the problem is I have all that pre I am against it. But when you go to these other countries and they see, oh, this American guy, I'm going to I'm going to make him pay through the nose for this thing. I just won't buy it. That's what it is. (laughs) If they give me a price that I know, I'm like, you're just ripping me off. I'll just be like, all right, I'm good. I don't want it. And then I'll leave it up to them. If they want to mark the price down for me because they really want this to go through, then uh, that's on them. But I can't do it. The only advice that I know is if if, you're at a place that accepts card and then you can say you'll give them cash, maybe they... uh, We'll give you a little something, something off the top, but I'm the worst at it, dude. I I got nothing. I am shocked. I thought for sure you were going to have something there, but I just pictured you, Blake, on the side of the road, stranded in a third world country. They're trying trying to charge you an extra dollar or whatever that country's currency is for a bottle of water and a nice meal, and you're like, oh, you know, I can't do it because 
they're trying to gouge me, even though it's literally like a tiny bit more. That's surprising to me. Yeah. Now, it, it, it could be like a taxi comes up and is like, hey, I'll I'll take you to the nearest hotel or whatever. Mm-hmm. But they're like, it'll just be, uh, you know, 50 bucks. And I'm like, that's a ripoff. I'll walk. <laughs> no, like, I can't do it. And honestly, I probably wouldn't even respond. I would just avoid eye contact and pretend like I didn't hear them and just head down, keep walking. <laughs> I don't do confrontation. So maybe you got something that you can give in on uh, on this because I got no situational awareness when it comes to bartering. No, yeah, I think, I mean, depending on the place you're going, obviously you got to have that awareness. Like, I'm not going to go into a mom and pop shop and just say, hey, I need this to be this price and I'm going to walk out if it's not. It's got to be, you know, on the street, things like that. But I, I do think there is times where you got to barter like that. For example, me and my wife on our honeymoon, we went to Mexico and the thing you were describing earlier where people are just like white guy, you know, out of place here, we're going to try and charge him a little extra. I kind of knew about that because I have spent significant time there. And so we were at a baseball game enjoying the game. And I said, you know, what could make this game even a little bit better? And I was, you know, an ice cold lemonade, the only thing that could make it better. So I flag down the guy that's delivering the drinks. He tells me a price and I go, mm, that's insane. And I was like, you know what I'll do? I'll do this. So I tell him, you got to. You tell him the price straight off the bat. And he goes, uh, okay. And then proceeds to not come back for like 30 minutes. So I'm like, okay, this guy flake, I'll try and find another guy. I tell the other guy, he tries to charge me the original price. It's like way too much. I tell the other guy, I was like, well, I had a kid that was going to get me a one for this. And he looked like, ah, like we can't really do that. That's too low or whatever. And I was like, okay, that's fine. While that guy is there talking to me, the kid walks back with the lemonade, gives me the lemonade for that price proceeds to get just absolutely destroyed i assume that guy was more of like a boss or a manager in front of me you know i'm trying to watch a game and these guys are just tearing apart this kid because he gave it to me for too cheap so i actually think i got under market value price for that lemonade and i have never felt cooler in my entire life than that i should have given the kid a couple extra bucks afterwards just you know like Hey, sorry, I didn't mean to get you in trouble. I'm just an absolute gangster at bargaining, but I, I You know what you did? You found the Blake of the people that are selling. That's what you gotta do. Because push he, over. he's just like me. He didn't want any confrontation. He heard a different price and was like, Yeah, sure, this isn't worth my time. I'm gonna I'll yeah. give it to you. Because that's exactly what I would do. You're telling me, let's say they make you're at a nice restaurant, nice sit-down restaurant, you order a steak. You're really excited for the steak. And waitress or waiter, doesn't matter who it is, mixes up your order with the different table next to you and brings you a nice Caesar salad, full size as a plate. You're telling me you're not going to speak up for yourself in that situation, Blake? I might nudge my wife and be like, hey, will you ask him when my steak is coming out? Like <laughs> my like social anxiety just takes over and I just I can't do it. I'll enjoy the salad. I will. I will know it won't be nearly as good as a steak, but I'll be like, I guess this is OK. What if the price on your ticket was then the price of the steak? Would you say anything then? Uh, I mean, I would have a hard time with it. If it was like a, a large, like let's say it was a nice a nice <laughs> steak, then I might have uh, somebody I'm with go up and talk to them. I was going to say, if you had to do the talking there, how would you go about it? What would you say to rearrange that? Are we assuming I already got the check? Yeah, you got the check. There's a fat charge for a meal that you didn't even receive because you were just trying to go with the flow. What are you saying? You have to say something. It's just you. You're going to waste like 50 bucks if you don't do it. What would you say? 
I would obviously just make a really dumb joke. Or so I, I, you got to make the person laugh to get their uh, guard down a little bit. And uh, and then I'd just say something like, hey, I, I actually never got this steak. I enjoyed my meal very much, but uh, if I could just get charged for the salad, that would be great. And then I'd, I'd run out the door. I wouldn't even check to see if they did it right. I would leave my card there. I'd cancel it the day later because I wouldn't. You're like, you know what? Just keep the credit card. I just want to say the limit is about $10,000. So <laughs> enjoy yourself this evening and we'll be okay. Sorry for the confrontation. Yeah. That's hilarious. I totally don't see you as that kind of a person. That's what's so surprising to me is I, you speak your mind so much that I, mm-hmm. I just have a hard time imagining that. Yeah. When it's when it's like a an, an opinion of mine on something, I'll voice my mind. That I have no problem with. And especially... It doesn't really even matter if it's, like, people that I know. But when it comes down to me, like, accusing somebody of either giving me too high of a price or giving me the wrong thing, that's when I, I go into my shell. I can't do it. So that's if, crazy. It's, if it's just me saying, like, hey, I have this opinion that's different, that's totally okay. But when it's me in my head accusing somebody of doing their job wrong, that's when I can't do it. I see other people do it, and it, it makes me want to leave the restaurant when I see people do it. To this person's point, I have no idea. But what I will say is I am certain it helps if you speak their language. Because okay. if you, let's, because they said this was out of the country, let's assume it's it's Mexico or some Spanish-speaking country. If you can speak at least a little bit of Spanish to be like, I caramba. <laughs> I don't know how to say, like, you got to be kidding me. <laughs> like, if you can learn the phrase, you got to be kidding me, that that would probably help because then they're like, oh, man, maybe this person knows more than I thought. Because if you show up there and you only speak English, I feel like you're putting yourself at a huge disadvantage. No, that's fair. At least, like, know some key catchphrases like that to let them know that you're upset and just learn like in every single language, like, are you trying to take advantage of me? And then just completely catch them off guard. You know, they're like, whoa, throw them back. That's crazy though, Blake. And I think you and me need to like go to a restaurant and film some sort of documentary where they just keep bringing me stuff. And I'm like, ah, you know, there's not enough of this. And then you just have to sit there and and enjoy the experience. I I personally have not experienced this, but, and I'm going to get probably in trouble for even mentioning this. Uh, My wife's grandma, she is notorious for sending things back at restaurants. Like, if she gets a steak, she wants it burnt. Like, she wants it turned into charcoal. She's she's one of those people. What? But she will send it back three or four times to get how she wants. Or, like, it doesn't even matter. Whatever it is, she's notorious for it. I have not gone out to eat with her grandma, so I haven't seen this. But I've I've heard about it. And just hearing the stories makes me want to die. I can't, th- I can't imagine sending thing, something back once. Sending it back multiple times they're spitting in your food like (laughs) oh yeah that's what i was gonna say just the risk that you're taking because this actually happened to me kind of recently me and my wife you know and my family were at kind of a nicer restaurant and it was a kind of a more expensive entree they brought me out the steak and it looked like the cow was still bleeding like it was mooing and they threw it right on the grill it was not edible super chewy just not the way and i'd asked for medium rare so i you know was trying to be nice and like I just really, you know, it was expensive. I wanted it to be good. So I just asked the waitress and she just grabbed my plate and I assume took it back and just cooked the rest of the steak on the, on the grill. But I have no idea what she did in, you know, in that time from leaving the table to the grill back to the table, she could have done anything to that steak. And I was sitting there thinking about that. And I was terrified, Blake. I'll be honest. I was really scared. It's awful. When I go through the drive through, let's say I'm at McDonald's, I 
refuse to laugh. And I swear, my wife becomes a comedian whenever we go through the drive-thru because she's always making me laugh about something. And I know that that person's going to think I'm laughing at them and they're going to they're yeah. gonna do something to my food. I don't know what it is about whenever somebody is like serving me something, my brain just goes into a different <laughs> place and I, I can't stand it. So, uh, yeah, good luck with your with your trip. Hopefully uh, you don't spend too much. If not, I guess you're not buying anything because I don't know how much help we work. Because <laughs> Blake's curling up in a ball on the side of the road when they try to sell him anything. All right. Well, we appreciate your attempted advice. You know, he's usually got better advice, everyone. So make sure to send those questions in. This was just a hard thing for him. But we are going to be right back with the not so elementary education segment. You're definitely not going to want to miss some of these questions we've got coming up. So stay tuned. With warmer temperatures approaching, there is no better way to cool off than with some authentic Brazilian acai from Bahaka Acai. I lived in Brazil for two years and I fell in love with acai, but when I came back to the U.S., I was pretty disappointed with the quality of the options here. That is until I found Bahaka acai, which tastes exactly like what they serve in Brazil, because that's exactly what it is. Imported from Brazil and delivered to your doorstep, it is the best treat for summer months. Whether you want it as a healthier alternative to ice cream, or covered in sweet condensed milk like I do, acai is a superfood that is super delicious. If you're interested, visit their Instagram at Bahaka Acai, that's B-A-H-A-K-A-A-C-A-I, and send them a DM and let them know that PM in the AM sent you. And we are back. We've got another great segment coming up. We have got Not So Elementary Education a new fan favorite on the show, Blake, where we make ourselves look like complete fools. Yeah, I'm I'm beginning to wonder if this is why it's a, a fan favorite, because we, every time, end up sounding so dumb. And I know we sound dumb, and we're well aware of that. But I encourage you, please play along and let us know how you did, because it makes me feel a little bit better when somebody reaches out and is like, hey, I also got that wrong. <laughs> so if you got it right, we don't want to hear about it. That's just... <laughs> Only if you get things wrong, let us know. Let us know how smart we are. If you haven't seen this segment before, it's something we've done a couple of times, and I'm sure we're going to do more going forward because people seem to love it. But what it is, it's in the style of Are You Smarter Than a Fifth Grader? So Porter and I have two, two questions from each grade, one through five, and we can choose between each topic. And then we have a couple different power-ups of, you know, if we're not super confident in the question, the first one is we can enter the transfer portal where we can change topics from one to the other. Let's say we got a math question we didn't like and the one we chose not to do was history. We can go answer that history question instead. Or we can be held back and we get a second chance at guessing the answer to the question. If we are kind of in between two, we can get a second chance. So those are the two power-ups we have. We only have one of each. So once you use it, it is gone. Once we get to the sixth grade to graduate, we don't have a choice at topics anymore. It is only one, and then it's multiple choice, and we'll have to see who, if we can even make it that far before we worry about that. I know. As you're explaining the power-ups, I'm getting ready to use them in the first grade. I Blake, know, that's the worst. <laughs> you did win the... Actually, no, I won the, the latest bracket, so you did. I think yeah. that makes me have the power to ask you first-grade questions, and I have for you science or U.S. history. I'm going to go with science. I don't do history well. Right, Blake. Your first grade question is, what causes ocean tides? The moon. 
the that is correct. Gravitational pull. The moon. I just had the moon. Okay. So. <laughs> just, I mean, first grade. We're not going to get that far into it, but yeah, great job. All right. That I'll was quick. See. I'm locked in on the first grade. Can we stay in the first grade? <laughs> we'll just do only first grade questions from now on. <laughs> Both of them that I had were just super easy, so hopefully right. well, you got some of the same. Um, hopefully. It depends on which one you pick, in my opinion, but we'll see. Your first grade options are between grammar and animal science. And while you're thinking about your option, I will clarify, both of us did go back into the archives of Are You Smarter Than a Fifth Grader and pull our questions from the show. So if ones are harder than others, that's just, you know. The luck of the draw. Luck of the draw, because these are straight from the source material. Animal science or grammar? I gotta take grammar. Okay. How many contractions are in the following sentence? If John sneaks a snack when his mom isn't looking, he will get into trouble. And now you have a couple options. There's either zero, one, or two. And let me know if you want. Well, I think it's like, I think if is a contraction. Well, what is a contraction? I'm thinking of conjunction. Yeah, oh, here's no. The, here's, the, here's what I know about. No, and is a, wait, no. A contraction is when a woman that is pregnant gets close to <laughs> I When you said contractions, that was my first train of thought. All right, All right go let me the sentence. Let me repeat the sentence for you. If John sneaks a snack when his mom isn't looking, he will get into trouble. I think it's is and isn't. No, if or isn't. Oh, contraction is the one with the apostrophe T. If John sneaks a snack when his mom isn't looking, then he will get in trouble. Is that the sentence? He won't get in trouble. Oh, okay. I am going to say two. Locking it in? I I don't think I should. I'm going to... I'm going to go with the two guess. I'm going to, you know what? I'm going to take the uh, the held back. And unfortunately, okay. like that's the lowest grade, but. Uh, <laughs> this, is, this is a tricky one. This, is uh, there two in there? There is two. Oh, so I didn't, need, I wasted the held back, but you know, it's worth it in, in, in first grade. You had it though. I'm, I'm like 90% sure that it is with an apostrophe. So it you're, is, not, you're not telling me you don't even know what it was. Isn't, isn't and won't are the two contractions in that sentence. Dang. Dude, I really had to work for that. I yeah. straight, my palms Dang. are sweaty. You made it though. And that's what's important. So. Dang. I got to get some, I some momentum. Go. Here we go. Yeah. <laughs> All right. For second grade, you have math or industrialization. <laughs> what on earth could that even be about? I almost want to get that just so I can figure that out. But I'm going to go with. Oh, crap. Do I really want to go with math and embarrass myself again? Or do I want to redeem myself with math? I'm going to go math. I think that was a wise choice. Okay. All right. What is industrialization? <laughs> Industry, baby. All right. So <laughs> two dozen kittens and three dozen puppies get adopted from the shelter. How many animals were adopted? So two dozen kittens and three dozen puppies? Correct. That's 24 kittens and 36 puppies. So that is 40, 60. Lock and lock it in. That is correct. Great job. <laughs> I know I, math, guys. <laughs> what I wanted to see happen there is you get the 12 or the 24 and 36 right and then add it up to 50. I thought there oh, was a man. chance. I genuinely, in my head, I was like, is, is this, am I dumb? <laughs> I really, I had to lock it in fast to make myself look smart. But then I was really panicking that I did it too fast and I was going to get something wrong. So great job, Blake. We make great it. job. Thank you. All right. Your second grade options are social studies or math. I'm taking social studies all the way. 
All right. Among the men featured on Mount Rushmore, who was the first to be a U.S. president? So here's a follow-up question. Who is on Mount Rushmore, Porter? <laughs> I want to say Lincoln for sure, and George Washington, Thomas Jefferson maybe. And we've even talked about Mount Rushmore vaguely before, but I don't think we've ever talked about who's on there. Okay. So it's, all you uh, have to know is who was the first to be a U.S. president among the men featured on Mount Rushmore. I'm entering the transfer portal. I have no idea who's on there. I mean, I assume it's George Washington. And I guess since I've entered the transfer portal, you could potentially clarify that for us because there's no way we can come back to it. But I'll enter the transfer portal and go into math. Okay. True or false? If Porter adds two odd numbers together, the result will always be an even number. <laughs> really going through it right now. I'll say that is true. That is correct. It is true. Let's go. Uh, by the way, George Washington was the first president featured. Dude, I'm, I'm overthinking it today. I'm yeah, not rolling the dice. You I'm playing scared. You had it. You had it. You're nice, dude. The way that question was worded, though, it was just really scary. Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm not rolling the dice today. Now I have to. I'm forced to the rest of the way. I've burned it to get this far. Which, and uh, those were the first two grades. It doesn't get better if you're wondering... <laughs> Dang it, man. All right, so we're both moving on to third grade. I at least had to get this far to, you know, make it a show or something. So here we go, Blake. You have human anatomy or geography. I will go geography. I am awful with anatomy. Okay, Blake. What is the largest ocean? The Pacific Ocean. Locking it in? Yes. That is correct. Dude, yes, you're just man. mowing through my stuff yes. today. Yes. Oh, my God. I'm awful with oceans, too. Uh, but No, that's why I thought that was a good one. Yeah, the one thing that I know is the largest ocean is the Pacific. Now, if you ask me if it's cold or warm, I have no idea. I couldn't tell you, but uh, I do know it's big. All right, your third grade options are geography or geometry. I think geometry is like triangles and stuff, so I'm probably gonna, I'm probably gonna take geography and get out right here. Okay, the Salton Sea is a lake located in which U.S. state? And I really wish I wouldn't have burned my transfer portal on the last <laughs> round. The Salton Sea? The Salton Sea is a lake located in which U.S. state? If you want, I will allow you to enter the transfer portal because these questions have been brutal. <laughs> the Salton Sea. Yeah. Have you ever heard of the Salton Sea? Because I had not. Before. I don't think I have, but I'm like trying to think of, because we're from Utah. We got the Great Salt Lake here. And so I think that's like the biggest salt lake. In uh, the U.S.? Yeah. I'm, Why is it called a lake and this place is called a sea? And I've yeah, that's what, heard of it. My first thought was like got upgraded. That was my exact thought too. So uh, I don't think anyone will fault you for missing this unless they're from this state and this is uh, super popular. I will give you a hint. It, it is in the southern part of this. Southern? Yeah. Okay. Because on the show they showed a map of it when they gave the answer. That's the only reason I know. We have like a map on the on this wall behind the camera that I'm looking at. It doesn't have like locations or anything on it. It's just kind of like a blank map that you fill out as you travel. Mm -hmm. But I'm kind of looking at it right now, and I would assume it has to be on the Gulf. And I just don't know. I will allow you to enter the transfer portal as well if you if you wish. All right, because these yeah. questions have been tough. Okay, I I wish to enter to the transfer portal then, but I think it's Texas. It is California. Yeah, Southern California has the Salton Sea, which is super dumb. Dang. I had that was what they asked on the show. So I, dude, that's uh, not in the South. 
It's in the southern part of California. Oh, you didn't say south part of the state. Yes, I did. I said no, I thought you said <laughs> south part of the U.S. Oh, no. All right. That was, that's <laughs> even good. I gave you that transfer portal then because okay, I, I was, off. I confused you with my hint. All right. Now, the geometry question is a triangular prism has two triangular faces and how many quadrilateral faces? That would be three. That is correct. It is three. <laughs> All these, the other one is so much easier than the one. Like, this is just flipping a coin, me getting you, lucky. I told you, it really depends on which one you pick on my, because some of these are, are a lot easier than others. Dude, I am so excited for these fourth grade questions I have for you because I think I finally leveled up to your uh, difficulty. So we have right, U.S. government or grammar. I hate both of those. <laughs> ah, now I know. Good thing I know that now. I'm locking that. U.S. government or grammar. My wife would kill me if I missed a grammar question, but it took me a long time to figure out what a contraction was. I will go to government and just hope for the best. Okay. What are the first 10 amendments to the Constitution called? The Bill of Rights. That is correct. Yes. Locked in, baby. Yeah, let's go. That was a shot in the dark. I did not feel confident on that one at all. I just, that was like one of the few documents of <laughs> that I could remember the name of. So, dude, I had to say you are locked in today. Holy cow. You haven't oh, even I'm feeling power. I'm feeling good. Oh, that's true. I got... Okay, this yeah. might be the first time somebody ever graduates. This, yeah, we'll see. I was a lot of pressure on you, right? Now. I wouldn't get too far ahead of myself. <laughs> All right, your fourth grade questions are math or literature. Let's go literature. Okay, I made a mistake, didn't I? Your, your, <laughs> yeah. Every time I know one of the answers and the other one I didn't know, and you keep getting I'm walking into traps dude why are they all my favorite subjects <laughs> all right your fourth grade literature question is first published in 1838 the novel oliver twist follows the story of an orphan who meets a gang of pickpockets in london who is the author of that novel all right so let's think back to 1838 i was negative 140 <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay who is running the Barnes and Noble back then. Who was really the New York Times bestseller? 1838. I'm sure it's some sort of a recognizable name, but I'm just going to, you know, throw a shot out there. I have no idea. I am dead here anyway. So I am going to say, uh, who was an author in that time? I know the only name I can think of is Ernest Hemingway. Locking it in. Are you locking it in? Yes. It is Charles Dickens. Oh, no. Dude, yeah. I'm so stupid. I was like a perfect old author right there. Yeah. Ironically, I was going to give you, uh, it did include this in the show, so I didn't, but I was going to do, make it multiple choice of Ernest Hemingway, Mark Twain, and Charles Dickens. I would have uh, been in a pretzel anyway, so I'd be, <laughs> I, I'm not sure that would have helped much. There, There it is again. Was, that, was this only fourth grade for me, or was that fifth grade? That was fourth grade. Yep. Man. I'll say it on the math question. <laughs> I'm an idiot. I was wrong again. But Blake, you're still alive. You're still moving forward. And right, let's do it. I hope to at least make you use a power up here. So we have geography for fifth grade or fifth grade grammar. Geography. I, I Grammar scares me, bro. All right. Imaginary lines traversing the globe from pole to pole are called. Okay. This is either longitude or latitude. 
but I think latitude is horizontal. So I'm going to say the longitudinal lines. You locking that in? I will use a, uh, I'm going to be held back just in case <laughs> because I, although I can't enter the transfer portal in the sixth grade, so, or I still got the, you're in the fifth. Yeah, you could, if you want, but you could also be held back and then enter the transfer portal if you still don't know it. All right. I'll be held back. I'll be held back just in case okay. longitudinal line. That is incorrect. And I'll give you a hint. You're not really close. Can you repeat the question then? Mm-hmm. Imaginary lines traversing the globe from pole to pole are called blank. See, now I'm confused. I don't know what else it would be besides the longitudinal lines. And if you said I'm not close, and it's definitely not latitude, so that can't be it. The only other thing that I can think of is something with like the time zone. So maybe like the meridian something. Crap, the other one was grammar. Mm-hmm. I don't want to do that. I can't think. Finally, put you in the blender. How does it feel, Ben? I can't think of what it would. I I feel like it has to be something with like the meridian something, but I can't think of what the name would be. Um, I'm not going to get it right, so I'm going to enter the transfer portal. Okay. So your grammar question: the words "the," "an," and "a" are known as what in English grammar? Prepositions. Are you locking it in? Maybe. <laughs> no idea what a preposition is. I don't know. Uh, well, then I don't think that's the answer. Okay, hang on. The and 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 uh. and uh. Donna. What's a pronoun? No, that's not it. That's pronouns are like, like pronouns are like he and she and yeah, exactly. It. So that's not it. All right. Um, I can't think of any other type of word that describes something. There's con con conjunction con. Yep. I will say preposition because I don't know anything else. I don't think that's right, but I'm locking it in. That is incorrect. They are known as articles. Oh, I never would have got there. Is but you had is the other meridian? Meridian? Is, meridian was correct. It is just, just meridian. meridian? Oh. Meridian's plural. That was correct. I couldn't believe it. You almost had that one. I, sh- I that would have been incredible. I should have guessed it. That was that was the only other thing that I could think it would have been called. But I thought maybe there was something like the meridial line. Blah blah blah. So I yeah, didn't. No, you I didn't want to lock it, it in. You were right there with it. What do you say, Blake? Congratulations. You win this week's edition of Not So Elementary Education. Do you want to use the sixth grade question that you have and see if we can get them right, or would you like to save it for next time? I mean, I suppose we can go for it if I think we we, uh, owe it to the people, but... (laughs) All right. I'll ask you yours first. You know, you're hot off of a miss. You probably need some momentum here. So which two words are homophones? Lie and lie, decal and laced, Road and road, bookcase and bookshelf. Homophones. <laughs> okay, so, so um, none of these sound like gay phones to me, so I don't know. Um, <laughs> will you repeat the question to me? Lie and lie, decal and laced, road and road, bookcase and bookshelf. Okay, so my I'm going to walk myself through this. My initial impression of what a homophone is, is words that sound the same but have different meanings, which... Lie and lie makes sense, but I'm almost wondering if it's lay and lie and you're just lying to my face, or if it's lie and lie and it's like something else. So I will say road and road. Final answer. I think for the wrong reason, you are correct. Okay. Uh, actually, no, I think I think that's the right reason. I think it is because it's like they're spelled differently, 
but they sound the same. I think that's what it is. I think you got uh, that perfectly. Great job. All right. Congratulations. I'll take You know your homophones very well. Okay. All right. Do you want your sixth grade question here? Yeah, might as well. Let's see what I got. It is a history question. Oh, boy. Also, also known as the European Recovery Act, what U.S. government program that began in 1948 and was named for a U.S. Secretary of State helped rehabilitate the economies of over a dozen European countries after World War One. Oh, that's easy. That is the Obamacare. <laughs> it is multiple choice. <laughs> Obamacare? No, that's not. The Treaty of Versailles, the Marshall Plan, the Treaty of Brett Levosque, or the Scheiflin Plan. I could pronounce all of these wrong, by the way. I have no promise that, that I pronounce them right. I'm going to say the uh, Treaty of Versailles because Obamacare wasn't an option. Uh, no, it was not. It was the Marshall Plan. <laughs> Dang. Uh, the only one that sounded American. I was thinking that yeah. in my head. Uh, yeah. it, here's the thing. Uh, on the show, they didn't give it multiple choice, so I just had to come up with wow. different options. Um, That's crazy. But uh, I just realized as I was reading it to you that in the question it does say it was named after a U.S. Secretary of State. And... Uh, that probably would have given it away that it's the Marshall Plan. <laughs> I just had a, I was sold on Obamacare the entire way. I couldn't think of anything else. Yeah, no. So Dang. I guess we did, neither of us would have made it through sixth grade anyways, but hopefully, hopefully we didn't make as big of a fool of ourselves this time as we did last time. Uh, I feel a little more confident in our showing. No, yeah. Blake definitely did, you did great today. I'm impressed. Oh, thank Congratulations you. on your victory. We'll see how this segment goes going forward. I was thinking, you know, potentially we could bring on a listener to have them compete against one of us, you know, whoever they choose. And I'm assuming after this week's edition, if anybody wants to come on, they're probably going to choose me just because they saw Blake absolutely dominate the first couple of grades. But, yeah. you know, until, let us know until I get you a fifth grade that crumbled. <laughs> let us know if you're interested. I think that would be pretty sweet. Anything you got for the listeners on the way out today, Blake? No, that's it. If you think you can beat us, though, we welcome the challenge. So let's go. Bring it on. Well, thanks for tuning in, and we will catch you guys next week. Peace out. Congrats on making it all the way to the end. We hope you enjoyed the show. You are now officially part of the PM and the AM fan base, the morning people, and we are super pumped to have you here. Now that you're a part of the crew, please share the episode with a friend, and make sure to check out the rest of our shows and social media content for more hilarious brackets, crazy questions, and an overall great time. Thanks for listening. It truly means a lot to us, and we'll catch you guys next week.